0: going on out there, Rotoboners? Pete Davidson here for another edition of the Rotobon podcast. It's Tuesday, so we are talking waiver wire stuff. Uh, I've got about a half hour here. Hopefully, we can get most of the uh, important stuff done in that time. Not a terribly uh, exciting day on the waiver wire. We're going to be talking a lot you know, about a lot of people that we've talked about before. Um, a lot of this stuff is situational, um, and like the last really two weeks we're gonna be dealing with a lot of stuff where we don't know the outcomes. Um, injuries that may clear up this week, injuries that may not clear up this week, players that are role dependent based on those injuries. So, um, I think, you know, as I said last week, I think this might be a week to sort of keep your powder dry for the most part. Um, If you play in leagues where it's first come, first serve, uh, maybe go with low bids, zero bids, and looking for first come, first serve players that slip through the cracks, uh, or perhaps even you know i mean obviously depending on your situation if you've got multiple buys this week you're going to need to make sure you get some players uh, but this definitely feels like one of those weeks where you pick a pick up a guy on tuesday and find out he's back in the third string role uh, by friday cuz people are getting healthy um, and hey i mean that's just the way it is you look at a team like the 49ers they got like five backs uh, you know, the Patriots, <laughs> they got so many backs. A lot of these teams now have just handfuls uh, of these running backs, and it's going to be about who's the healthiest at the end of the week. Um, so we're going to go through this. We'll talk about these individually, but um, just as sort of an, an, an overarching fa- you know, way to look at this thing, um, you know, strategically, this could be a week where the stuff that breaks free on Wednesday and Thursday is, is as good or better than the stuff that breaks free on a Tuesday. So this this could be a week to... You know, do what you need to do, but don't throw money around for no good reason. Um, or or a top waiver claim. You know, this might be a week to let other people be more aggressive than you um, and sort of maintain position for something breaking free in future weeks. Obviously, if you are up against it and you're in a must-win situation and you're missing players, you may not have that luxury. Anyway, um... Sort of a crazy week. Um, Hopefully not all of you followed me into the breach on Justin Jackson. Uh, Man, I had some really good lineups going into the four o'clock games. Unfortunately, like I said, I was only gonna make a handful. And I think every single lineup I built except one had Justin Jackson and his big bagel in it. So I had the kind of week you might imagine (laughs) in that scenario. Uh, Took a little hit on my bankroll, but uh, it's okay, we're still liquid. We'll be all right this week. but uh, let's, let's get into this wire thing. Again, i got about a half hour, and I just ate up three minutes of it. So um, we're going to do the usual thing. I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, quarterback feels like a position that you really don't want to waste a lot of money on unless for some reason you're in a bind. Um, I've got them broken down into two tiers. I may mess around with this a little bit, maybe. Uh, but right now the Tier 1 guys for me are not necessarily in an order here. I mean, I, I've got Mayfield at the top, but I, you know, he needs to be clear to this COVID thing. I don't know if it's going to happen today. Uh, it sounded like, you know, he basically was just, uh, out of an abundance of caution. Um, you know, he was a close contact of someone who tested positive. So we may find out in the next day or so that Mayfield's fine. And if he is, it's, you know, it's the same drum that I've been banging on, uh, for a couple of weeks. He's just got a great schedule. Um, So last week we said, you know, pick him up even though he's on the bye. Um, You know, don't forget about the Jets and the Giants and the playoffs. I mean, there's just a lot to like uh, about Mayfield for the rest of the season. Uh, I also think Teddy Bridgewater, uh, we talked last week that he's got a tough matchup this week. But apart from that, uh, very playable uh, and obviously... They are doing what we thought they were going to do in that offense. They are taking what the defense gives them, uh, and Bridgewater's really good at that. I know it's frustrating, uh, you know, if you're a DJ Moore guy or if you're an Ian Thomas guy, because those guys aren't, you know, the ball isn't finding them. Uh, but they are playing pretty efficient football, and you know, I think this stuff will swing around. Uh, DJ Moore is probably not a bad buy low, to be honest, um, because as teams react to what they are doing, uh, the ball will flow back to the guys. Um, who haven't been seeing it. Uh, and listen, when you are in a, a, I'm tangenting here, but just real quick on this, and this is something that people lose sight of so easily, but when you're the guy in an ensemble offense who isn't getting the ball, that means defenses are respecting you. I mean, that's, I mean, it's that's a very general statement, but more often than not, that's what's happening. The guy not getting the ball is seeing safety help, and the guy getting the ball isn't. So at some point, teams may start playing them more straight up, and then what happens is DJ Moore, if he really is the best receiver on that team, and he may be, I mean, I think all three of them are bring different types of things to the table, and they're all very talented, uh, but, you know, DJ Moore's a good player, um, and if Samuel keeps having big games the way he's had two out of the last three weeks, and if Robbie Anderson keeps putting up numbers, and if Christian McCaffrey comes back this week, hopefully, maybe next week, he's got a shoulder thing, And they continue to spread the ball around. What's going to happen is DJ Moore is going to slowly get more and more single coverage, and then you'll see him, you know, pop back. So you know, if you if somebody is sitting there selling DJ Moore for fifty cents on the dollar, I'd be happy to take him off his hands. Anyway, let's get into um, these quarterbacks a little deeper. So Mayfield, we like. Bridgewater, we like. uh, Drew Locke. I have not watched enough of these games at this point. you know, I generally watch every snap every week. The last two weeks, I haven't gotten it done. Um, and uh, I did miss one of those Bronco games. I, I hope to go back and watch a quick version of it. Um, but I've gotten smart in my old age, guys and gals. Um, when I'm sick, now, I used to just work through it. But now I take some time to get better. And uh, I, I last two Mondays, I've had to rest. Um, I had the clicker in my hand. I watched some games. But I also fell asleep a couple times. <laughs> anyway, too much truth, too much information. Um, but Drew Locke, look, I mean, you know, he's he's sort of bordelsing his way around uh through here. Uh shout out, shout out Jason Vargas. Um but you know the, Drew Locke has weapons. He's got a lot of talent around him, he's got a talented after the catch tight end. Um, you know, he's got you know Hamler, he's got uh Judy out there who's just really destroying people with routes now. So um, Locke should continue to be productive. Um Tua came up with a big game uh, yesterday. Uh, so he's a guy, you know, gave you some foot points. Uh, I think for upside, maybe two is a guy we should look at. Uh, and then Derek Carr, who we've been talking about, didn't have a great game last week, um, but uh, definitely like what they're doing uh, in the Raiders. So for me, all five of those guys, Bridgewater, Mayfield, Locke, Tua, and Carr, I think are pickups for the rest of the season, guys who might be able to start for you every single week certainly you know good break glass if necessary qb2s depending on how your league works in some leagues it's really smart to roster a second quarterback in some leagues it makes no sense i you know you guys have to figure out which kind of league you are in um, that stuff it, it, sometimes it's about league size bench size and sometimes it's about the disposition of the owners in the league if everybody is rostering multiple quarterbacks and some teams are rostering three well you don't want to be a qB streamer if the only thing on the wire is you know, on an average week is Nick Foles, Nick Mullins, and Alex Smith, or whatever. Some of the Tier 2 pickups this week, actually. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so sometimes just the fact that everybody in your league does it wrong means you sort of need to do it wrong, too. Um, that sort of doesn't make sense, but I think it sort of does. Hopefully you guys know what I'm saying. Um... You know, like if you, if I mean, just like if you're in a draft and you know every single guy in your league is going to keep drafting running backs till they're gone and all the running backs are going to be gone by the fifth round. And even if your general strategy is to wait on running backs, you know, in this particular league to get a taste to get something close to an RB1, you better take one in the first couple rounds. Sometimes it's like that, right? Um, unless you're a zero RB drafter or, or something like that. So, you, you know, this just goes to the know your league thing. So, in you know, in some leagues, and you know, I'm wasting time here, uh, but in some leagues it makes no sense, based on league parameters and league dynamics to roster a second QB. In other leagues, it's different. Um, so I think all of these QBs in the t- in tier one can be your starter, and they're nice backups. In tier two, we're looking at more desperate situations. Kirk Cousins is on. You know, he's sort of a tweener. You know, the Vikings are just too hell bent on ruining our lives, uh, running when they should be passing for him to be in the upper tier, but he certainly is a strong tier two option because you can put Cousins in there any week. He's passed the bye. Uh, Daniel Jones, obviously uh, erratic. Philip Rivers, erratic. Jake Luton, uh unestablished we don't know if he's going to be able to hold on to his job nick Foles just is in a mediocre offense he is a freaking statue back there and he's not getting a lot of time to throw um alex smith obviously with all his limitations on a mediocre team uh and nick mullins holding down the fort until garoppolo gets back which could be in a while so those guys are the tier twos cousins jones rivers Luton, Foles, smith and mullins um hopefully you don't need any quarterbacks um but hey, that's what we do here. We go through everything. So um, I will maybe add a little bit to the write ups here, maybe get into a little bit of the weekly matchups and stuff like that. Um, but really, um, and actually, you know what? Let's just, while we're here, uh, I'm just going to go through and look at Locke's individual matchups. I mean, we know Mayfield and Bridgewater and Carr all have playable schedules. Um, looking at Locke, I mean, he's got a tough matchup with the Saints. Um, but really apart from that I think he's playable every game and even that Saints game is a home game Um, so depending on the health of the Saints defense he may be startable that week but every other game out there has some real potential and, you know, maybe we call Miami a tough matchup, too. Uh, but there's some good stuff in here. I mean, KC could be a, a great Bortlesy game for him because they're going to need the points. He's got the Raiders this week, nothing wrong with that. The Panthers, the Bills haven't been stopping the pass very much. So uh, Locke definitely has some playable games left on the schedule. Um, and, um, while, you know, while we're here, let's just look at Tua's as well, since we haven't really talked about his in recent weeks. Um, Chargers. Not great, not terrible Broncos not great, not terrible Jets great Bengals great. Uh, Kansas City gives them a good game environment going through the Miami Dolphins schedule here um, then New England not a tough matchup right now and the Raiders in week 16. So Miami schedule is actually looking real good. Um, so you know you got some real positives here at the quarterback position if you need something, hopefully, you don't. Now, moving down to running backs, um, I will break these into at least two tiers, maybe three. Um, Duke Johnson, you know, is, I think, the big guy that you want to go after this week. Unfortunately, he could turn out to be fool's gold, right? Um, you know, David Johnson's got a concussion. He's in the protocol. He could get cleared by this weekend, and we're looking at a, a split or a David Johnson favored platoon you know two to one kind of platoon but if Johnson's out then Duke Johnson becomes like a borderline Rb1 um, so I think you know particularly if you're a team really looking for something this week like you know a, a lightning bolt lightning in a bottle whatever you want to call it I think Duke Johnson could be the move you just sort of have to understand that maybe it doesn't work out if you're looking for something with more floor maybe Gus Edwards uh, Matt burita is a guy we want to really look at as much as we can today if we hear good things that his hamstring is likely to be ready for this week then he jumps up considerably uh tony pollard has been getting more juice and and, and zeke is banged up so i think pollard is now moving into that area we thought he might be where he's a weekly flex um wayne gallman with the giants you know we have to think about freeman but the thing is gallman in a lot of ways has shown more life than freeman um, you know, Gallman has some speed to him, where Freeman is just like, you know, Freeman's a slightly better version of Montgomery right now, where he breaks tackles, but then he only picks up a half a yard after a broken tackle. Um, Jordan Wilkins of the Colts has just flat out earned himself a role. Um, you know, he, you know, two weeks from now we could look back and say, man, Wilkins should have been at the top of the list if he continues to take. Um, you know opportunity away from Taylor and look Jordan Wilkins is nothing special but he's a good grinder we've talked about this before you know Wilkins is I was never really big on picking up Wilkins um, you know unless Mac was hurt or something like that but the way things are going right now and I watched some of that Colts game is Wilkins was running better than Taylor there's really no way around it he's 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 seeing the holes better He's running with some patience when he needs to. Taylor really is running too upright, and he's, he's missing things. It's, it's not good. Um, so, you know, Jordan Wilkins, I think, belongs in this upper tier because if he just does what he's doing another week or two, he could have 60 70% of this gig. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's there right now for it to happen. It could happen. Uh, the other back I have up in this group is LaMichael Pirine, who's on the bye this week. Um, and look, I don't know how much upside P. Ryan actually has. I don't know how good he actually is. I think he's sort of a mediocre three-down skill set. You know, like, yeah, he's a three-down back, but he's not special really in any way. But he's a Jet. And at some point, the Jets need to get a, a good enough look at P. Ryan to decide how much they want to invest in running back next You know, next year. The Jets have a lot of picks. They have a lot of money, um, you know. They're going to want to find out if they think P. Ryan can be their starter. At some point, I think that's going to happen. And since they're going into the bye this week, you know, week 11 could be the week they sort of make P. Ryan a full time back, you know, maybe a 70% to Gore's 30%. And at that point, he's a viable weekly RB2. And, you know, while I'm waxing poetic on that, again, I'm not the biggest fan of P. Ryan. But we look at the Jets, and, you know, the running matchups are not bad. They really aren't. Um, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns. Uh, this is not a scary down-the-stretch kind of schedule for the Jets. Um, so I think P Pirine belongs in this tier rest of season. Um, then we got the Chargers backs. I mean, who do you go after? You go after, is Pope going to be healthy, healthy this week? If so, does he play ahead of Belage and Kelly? Um, we don't know. Is... is <laughs> You know, did J- is Jackson significantly hurt, or is he going to be practicing on Wednesday? We don't know. Um, so you've got as many as four backs in this backfield, which to me says let somebody else Play this game, like play this game cheaply behind your other guys. Um, You know, if you end up with one of these Chargers, hey, maybe you get lucky. But I think we're going to know more about their value in two days than we do tonight. Um, The Rams backs, I think a lot of people are talking about them, but it still seems to me that at best, if you're a Cam Akers guy or a Malcolm Brown guy, you're hoping for like a three way split, and who the hell hopes for that? Um, So I'm really not. Too into these Rams back unless it's a these Rams backs unless it's a really deep league. Uh, DJ Dallas, he's done some things, but I think that backfield should start getting healthy this week, so he's down my list. Uh, JD McKissick in deep PPR leagues is a decent weekly flex, but what he really is is the thing keeping Gibson from being a thing. But look, let's be honest. We knew Gibson was raw. We told you back in August to let other people overpay for Gibson, and I, I got to be honest. Even I am surprised at the degree to which we were right about that. Uh, I think Washington should play this guy more. Um, I think they've got the paradigm all wrong. I think they should be they should be using the pounder on the bench as as the you know the early down back, and they should be working Gibson in as the passing down back. Um, You know, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? and then, you know, there's the Bears. Now, uh, Montgomery's going to be, I guess, in the concussion protocol. Uh, if he doesn't get out of it, I think Ryan Nall. Ryan Nall is a guy, I can't remember if I mentioned him in August or not, but I've always sort of liked Ryan Nall. And, you know, he's he's a, a guy who can catch the ball, as we saw last week. He got a touchdown. They were giving the carries to Patterson. But I think if this week is a week where Nall is being given starters, reps, in practice, um, and if Montgomery's out, I think Nall could be a 15 touch back next week, maybe, you know, eight to ten on the ground, splitting time with Patterson, uh, and then catching, you know, uh, you know, three, four, five balls. So uh Ryan Nall is, I think, really probably just as good a pickup as these Chargers backs for this week, because he's the guy who's gonna get the juice if the starter isn't out. You know, even if Jackson stays out we're not sure which charger back we want Uh, and then down to the Dolphins obviously you've got you know we're hoping Breida comes back but Salvin Ahmed is an interesting back he's a little bowling ball I sort of liked him I've got some dynasty shares and we know DeAndre Washington is a guy um, you know who can catch some passes Um, you know and then there's Jordan Howard um, who is available for pickup in a lot of leagues now they have been so anti-Jordan Howard to this point. It's hard to imagine him getting back into the mix, but you never know. Um, so really, Breta can take this thing back for a couple weeks while they're waiting for the starter. Uh, if he can't, I think the guy I would want is Salvin Ahmed. You know, that's probably the guy I would go after in a deeper league. Uh, let's get down and talk about... Um, some of these receivers uh, up at the top, um, like last week, I think Sterling Shepard really sticks out right now. He's back, he's playing 80% of the snaps each week. He's basically a seven or eight target receiver almost every game. Now, they're not all high value targets, but you know, at this point, with Slayton a little dinged up, I, I, you know, Sterling Shepard, if you've got him, he's in your lineup every week right now. Now, will he stay healthy? Truthfully, I don't think he will. Uh, he's just, I, I'm concerned about his head injuries, but. Right now, he's fine. So you just have to take Sterling Shepard, put him in your lineup, and enjoy for as long as you can. Uh, Curtis Samuel, we are now seeing the upside. Obviously love him in just about any league right now. Jalen Rieger, I think, has the ability to be an impact player down the stretch. If he hits, definitely think Rieger is right there. Um, you, could argue, you could argue that Rieger should be taken over the two we've already talked about just because his ceiling is so extremely high. Um Rashard Higgins, very different. He's a floor option. Uh, I think his gig is fairly safe. Uh, I think he's a safe, you know, strong flex or third receiver you can play on almost every week. We talked about the Brown schedule. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, I caught a, caught a little bit of him last week. Thought he looked pretty good. Um, he's going to be coming on. There's just nothing in front of him in terms of challenges for playing time there. Hilton's dinged up. Uh, so Pittman, I think, is a flex every week if you need him. Jacoby Myers, obviously, you know, had like, what, another 6,000 targets last night. Um, and Listen, Jacoby, if I can buy you a beer sometime, thank you so much. The Jets had won that game. I think I might have assassinated myself. Um, they were trying. Jets just, they're going to fuck your life up. They're going to do it. Anyway, um... Jacoby Myers, really, I, you could put him right up at the top of this list if we're talking about you know the next couple weeks. At some point, Edelman can come back and sort of rain on his parade, but for now, Myers is easily the Patriot receiver to own. I mean, I you, know, you don't need me to tell you that. Um, so in a PPR league, hey, put Myers as high as you want to put him on this list, especially if the most important games you have are going to be this week and next week and maybe the week after, right? Um, you know, Myers may not be a rest-of-the-season guy, then again, he may be, but... But certainly he is a short-term hit, just as good as Sterling Shepard. Um, Nelson Aguilar in the Raiders. Um, again, looked like the best receiver they had last week. Uh, Tim Patrick in the Broncos. A lot of people have him as a guy you want to pick up um, as like sort of an elite free agent option. I think really he's sort of the third guy in the pecking order there and he could conceivably even lose that nice red zone option definitely you can flex him any week you need to but I think we've sort of seen the best he's going to offer us at this point again nothing against him Patrick I just like everybody else we've talked about up until this point more same kind of thing with Alan Lazard I mean hopefully he comes back and shows what he can do but this isn't last year Lazard's going to be you know a distant two or three in the pecking order um you know Use him as a flex anytime you need or as a third receiver. But I'm not real excited about Alan Lazard. Um... I think really any Chiefs receiver that's available in a deep league, you pick them up. In a mid-sized league, I think Hardman and Sammy Watkins, who's now there at 43% ownership, uh, makes sense. You, if you can get a piece of the Chiefs offense, offense you just do it. Um, I mentioned K.J. Handler before. I think uh, in deep leagues, he's a guy. Um, we saw what Richie James can do last week. Um, so really what we need to do this week is we need to find out is – well who's going to come back right i think uh Bourne's on the covid list he's unlikely to play this week i think samuel's hamstring probably keeps him out one more week ayuk probably comes back so i think this week probably james and ayuk are the top two options which i think makes both of them um, exceedingly playable uh and you know and keep in mind uh the 49ers have a week 11 bye so you know unless debo samuel is very healthy i think they hold him out um So I really do like Richie James quite a bit um, as sort of a short-term pickup, uh, especially in deeper uh, leagues. Uh, Amendola, for as long as Galladay is going to be out, Amendola is startable in PPR leagues. Um, In deeper leagues, Darnell Mooney, it's just a matter of time before this guy catches a break and gets a good throw when he's wide open. Uh, David Moore on the Seahawks, you know, not a guy you want in your lineup, but if you've got bye week issues, David Moore always gives you a shot at like 50 yards and a touchdown. As we saw last week, um, Marquez Valdez Scantling not an exciting player, but if he's sitting, if he's you know sitting around in a midsize league, and I need a play, at least I'm getting some upside. Um, and certainly, I am going to find some more receivers to add to the late wire. Those are the guys I'm focused on right now, just based on ownership rates and stuff like that. And again, I think receiver is another position where, you know. You might be better off keeping your powder dry tonight uh, versus, you know, going after all these guys at high money when probably we're going to see guys shake out during the week. Um, So obviously if Sterling Shepard's there, if Samuel's there, if Rieger's there, uh, I think, you know, or Jacoby Myers and you need a player in a PPR league. If those guys are there, certainly. But I think most of these guys um, you could probably win with lower bids. Uh, Let's get down to these tight ends. Uh, and, hey, looks like I can get you guys out of here inside of a half hour. Um, with the tight ends, obviously he's a little over 50% owned, but if Dallas Goddard is there, you pick him up and you can start him for the rest of the year and you're done. Um, Austin Hooper should be back uh, off of the appendectomy. He's also a pretty solid weekly option going forward. I think Ebron is a solid option going forward. In deeper leagues, Irv Smith, I think you know his... His involvement is real, it's not as much as we want. He's not a weekly starter, but he is startable on a weekly basis, if you can catch the distinction. I don't really want Irv Smith in my lineup, but he's not terrible. Same kind of thing with Logan Thomas, who may benefit from the new quarterback he may benefit from the veteran although Alex Smith is not real big at throwing balls into contested situations so we'll sort of have to see how that plays out Uh, both of the 49er tight ends I think are viable pickups in deeper leagues Ross Dwelly and Jordan Reed Um, Mo Cox played ahead of Burton on a percentage basis last week he's getting healthier again Allie Cox is my preferred tight end out of Baltimore if you have to grab one of those guys. And then Gerald Everett, uh, another deep option uh, on the Rams. Uh, and now, the one other guy I want to talk about, um, and really every guy we just mentioned is viable in a deep league, uh, but the Patriots just picked up Jordan Thomas, a guy who's been fighting injuries uh, for the last several years, but who has shown off some pretty nice talent at times. He's a big, strong, talented guy. Um, he's a good receiver. Um, so I think... In PPR, I mean, excuse me, in tight end premium leagues, in deeper leagues, I think Jordan Thomas is a nice stash. See what, you know, see what the Patriots have there. If we find out he's starting and you're in a desperate spot, you could even start him this week. Um, So, uh, you know, horses for courses, but in some leagues, uh, Jordan Thomas could be an interesting pickup. Let me see. Anything else? Well, I guess Dalton Schultz would be a guy worthy of being picked up. He's still been somewhat involved, but he's on the buy, so factor that in. So he could be, if if you're looking to cover a buy, maybe for a future week, Dalton Schultz could be one more name to look at. Um, And that's going to do it um, for today's version of the waiver wire pod. Uh, I will be grinding on waiver um, this afternoon when I get the article up. Uh, That should be around 3 o'clock for what it's worth. Uh, I I should have some more names um, in every category. Uh, Maybe not a tight end, maybe not a quarterback, but I think I'll definitely have a few more running backs and receivers once I sort of go through all of this stuff. Uh, with a little bit of a finer tooth comb anyway i uh, hope you guys are all doing well i hope the covid hasn't wrecked your season and i certainly hope it hasn't infected your body um but uh hey this is going to be a normal week i uh, and by the way i apologize last week was a little bit light i think the rankings were really light on the comments uh but it was sort of a special week and you can hear it in my voice i'm still struggling to get back to neutral but uh i'm feeling a lot better than i was over the weekend um and uh we'll get this we'll get this this train back on the on the tracks. Don't worry about it. Um, so I will see you guys on Thursday with the rankings. We'll have a legitimate DFS podcast this week, uh, and we'll get this thing back. So onward, upward, giddy up.